Thank you for joining me on the Joyful Youper podcast. I hope this episode encourages you, motivates you, pushes you to new limits. I'm your host, Mike. Thanks for listening, and as always, be blessed. Thank you for joining me on this week's podcast. I know this is Tuesday, but yesterday was kind of a special day for me. So if you're watching from Facebook Live, thanks for joining me. For those of you watching on YouTube and listening everywhere else podcasts are found, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I want to ask you a question. And that's what this week's about. But I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been too afraid to ask a question? Have you been in that stage where you're like, hey, I don't know what they're going to say. They'll probably say no. So I'm not going to ask anyway because I don't want to be disappointed. And we've touched on this in past episodes, but I really want to just tell you and talk about asking a question. And I know a lot of people that are afraid to do it because they're like, hey, you know, I can't ask for that. I can't, I can't ask. Um, they say, oh, I can't pray for that. I can't ask for that. I can't, I can't say that. You know, it's like, and I struggled with this a lot when I was younger. And a couple of things that switched my mindset on this. And one of them, it was around Christmas time. And my mom said, hey, you know what? And make a Christmas list. I said, oh, I don't know. No. And for some strange reason, when I was a kid, I wanted a banjo. I wanted to learn how to play the banjo. I never did. For those of you that can play a banjo, my hat's off to you because it sounds really cool. A lot of work. But I wanted a banjo as a kid. And I said, oh, I can't put that on my Christmas list. And I said, well, you know, put it on your Christmas list. What's the worst that's going to happen? So, all right. So I put it on top of my list. We go to church that day. And to this day, I still don't know if my mom had any part of this. She says she didn't, but do you know how moms are? Mom, if you're watching this, don't tell me because I still like the mystery. Next day we go to church. Or that day we go to church, and an elderly uh, person in the church said, Hey, come on over to my house. I got something for you um, after church. Okay. And he comes walking out with his banjo. I'm like, but how did, how did that happen? Who, who, who told him? I looked at my mom and said, Did you tell him? She said, No, 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 I didn't tell him. You know, and, but it, that began to set in motion. What's the worst that's going to happen? The worst that's going to happen is they're going to say no. Right? Or, nah, not today. Or, okay. The worst that's going to happen is they're going to say no. Took you 10 minutes 
you know, to have that conversation, you know, hey boss, you know, I was wondering if I get a raise sometime soon or are we doing raises yet? Or, you know, I really want this promotion. You know, and it's how you phrase a question. Don't use those exact phrases because I'm just spitballing off the top of my head. But this is a conversation that you have in your head, your thoughts you have and say, you know, what do I want? That's the first clue. What do you want? You have to be decisive in what you want. You also have to say, how can I ask for what I want? So, how do you ask for what you want? And if you're like, well, I um, wouldn't, you know, I kind of, you know, I was wondering if, like, I could maybe get a raise. But if not, it's okay. But, you know, I would really like like that raise. Or I would really like that overtime. Or, you know, well, you know, I was just thinking maybe that doesn't inspire confidence in whoever you're asking. What For whatever it is, right? You have to inspire that confidence in saying, this person deserves what they're asking for. And much to the annoyance of my wife, much to the annoyance of many people I know, I ask the question. There are times when I shouldn't have been allowed to have the answer, but the way you ask a question, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, here you go. Here's your information you want, or here's whatever, whatever it is. We, um, sometimes when doctors or lawyers or if you're a doctor and a lawyer, hey, talk to your staff, okay? But getting the information or getting a sequence of events, even at banks, that happen. You say, hey. And my wife would be like, I can't do it. I can't, I can't get this or I can't get through. I can't get this thing. I'll say, get, put me on the phone. Put me on the phone. Let me talk to him. You know, I'll talk to him. I say, hi, this is Mike. This is what I need. What? Now, I I would like to get this information. What's the process of doing this? And they're like, oh, well, uh, we have that information right here, sir. Here you are. Well, thank you so much. You've been very helpful. Or I'll say, say their name is Jenny. Hi, this is Jenny from so-and-so. Say, hi, Jenny. This is Mike. I'm about to make your day absolutely miserable. And I pause and I sit there. And this is credit to the Black Swan group, Chris Voss. Look him up. Amazing, amazing information, okay? Uh, he wrote Never Split the Difference. He's got a um, master class. Do these things. They work. Great, I'm telling you what. Windows open, super hot in the office. Forgive the uh, dog barking in the background. So that's credit, full credit, Chris Voss, okay? But I do that and say, you know, I'm about to make your day worse. I just pause and say, okay, I need the information regarding this. Oh, that's so easy, I can do it. 
or I say, you know what, I'm this, this is what I need. I can, if it's something really ridiculous that I can get other people involved or I'd like to resolve this matter quickly. And so it doesn't waste any more of your time and won't waste any more of my time. Quick, decisive, you know, this is what I'm asking. And then, you, and then you put the ball in their court. Say, this is what I want. And you go, how can we make this happen? Right? It's not an open-ended, or you have to have that open-ended question. It's not just like, well, yes or no. You know what I'm saying? This is what I want. Say, you know, hey, boss, boss, you know, Joe the boss man. Hey, Joe the boss man. It's occurred to me that I haven't gotten a raise since I've been here. Not a question. That's not a question. That's a statement of fact. I have not gotten a raise in six months. How can we make that happen? Right? It's an open-ended question saying, I want you're saying I want a raise, right? But you're not asking for the raise. You're asking, how can we make it happen? See the difference? Say, well, I want a raise. Well, no. Okay, bye. See you later. End of discussion. Or, I want a raise. Well, okay, here you go. Here's here's 10 cents. Say, I haven't gotten a raise. Or, I have only gotten 25 cents raise. And I would like to increase that. Statement. And say, how can we make that happen? Or, what is the company policy on this? Or how do we increase this? So it's an open-ended discussion. Gives you more information. And then you can ask follow-up questions based on what they say. And say, well, the policy states that, you know, you have to have been here for six months. You know, you have to have exemplary skills. You have to show an improvement. So, okay, perfect. You say, well, I've been here for six and a half months. I believe, I believe statements, I believe that my skills have improved greatly. And my skill set has grown exponentially. What is your opinion on that? Well, I think, you know, then you can just do this. You know, you can just have that discussion. It becomes more of a discussion rather than a straight up question. So that's how you can ask a question. Get what you want. And it doesn't matter if it's better rates on a mortgage. You can do the same thing. Say, I know my credit score is not perfect. Based on these factors, I understand what you're saying. How can we get a better interest rate? Oh, well, we have this program over here. You know, it's always asking the question. It's always how you, how you can ask. Well, your credit score sucks. Okay. They won't say that, but if you know your banker really well, they'll say, say, your credit score sucks. Okay. How do we improve that? How do we make this better? And you're inviting them in to be a part of the solution. Because everybody, honestly, you boil it down to it, most people are selfish. Okay. It's about them. It's all about them. It's all about me. 
you're asking for more money from the company. The company's saying, hey, I don't have a whole lot of money to give. Why should I give it to you? Or you're saying, hey, I'm broke. I am broke as a joke, man. So, so how do I get more money? Say, well, let's ask for a raise. And so you're asking for them, and they're saying, hey, I, expenditures are through the roof. Cost of materials has gone up, you know, 700% in the past three years. But here you are wanting more money. So it's in the company's best interest to have you work for less money, right? So people are selfish in general. But if you invite them to be a part of the solution, okay, so now you've got that feel-good factor that, hey, man, you know, it gives you that release of those hormones and those chemicals in your brain and say, hey, I'm helping somebody out. I'm being better. I'm, you know, and you're being part of a, the problem solving. Right? You're inviting them to feel good about helping you out. So you're doing a service for them. And, you know, show appreciation whenever you ask the question, even if the answer is no. No. Thank you for your time and consideration. I really appreciate you taking a look. And it lets them know that, A, you're mature enough to ask with confidence. Be confident. Be mature enough to ask with confidence. Okay? And if you don't have uh, you don't have that confidence to ask, do some power poses before that. You know, there's a great TED Talk uh, on power poses and how to speak clearly. And, um, TED Talk, you can find them on YouTube, same place that you can find this podcast. A lot of your information is out there, but it come sometimes it helps coming from some somebody you might know or you know grow to trust or like, which I hope is me. But ask that question. Be mature. Be confident in how you ask. The worst they're going to do is say no. And if you ever get into that situation where your boss is like, "I can't believe you asked that question," you know, uh, then that's not on you. Okay, that's not on you. That's on them for at, for being a jerk about when you ask a question. You know, there's a lot of people out there saying, well, there's no such thing as a dumb question. You know what? I I believe that to a point, and another point is like, I, I've seen some dumb questions. But then it boils down to communication. Are you communicating the, the answer when somebody else asks you a question in a clear and concise manner to get your point across, right? It all comes down to communication. But when you ask questions, be confident, be concise, you know, think through the question you're going to ask first. Remember, do open-ended questions rather than a closed, closed-ended question. Because that way you're inviting more information to flow through the conversation. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to this week's Joyful Youper podcast. I'm your host, Mike. If you want to start a podcast, there's a link down below in the description. And you can get 20 bucks, a $20 Amazon gift card for using the link after your second paid invoice through Buzzsprout. That's what I use. I really enjoy it. Thank you for watching. 
Thank you for listening to the Bearded and Broke segment of the Joyful Deeper Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. This week we're talking about taking zero dollars, turning it into 70. That's what I did this week. Super easy. Took a little gas money. I should say, you know, five bucks, but it was free. So, you know, took me about maybe five, ten bucks worth of gas and some time. And $70 later, that's this week. So, This week, it might sound a little redneckish, a little little hillbilly, but you know what? We're talking about hustling. We're talking about making money, saving money, wherever we can, okay? So this week, I found on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, this is not endorsed by Facebook, but if Facebook wants to advertise or endorse this podcast, let me know because you have way more money than I do. Um, <laughs> this week I saw on Facebook Marketplace someone was getting rid of four washers, two dryers. All you have to do is go get them. Put it, threw them on the trailer, threw them on the truck, threw them on the trailer. Right? Boom. Took me 10 minutes, 15 minutes to go get them. Right, right up the road from my house. So then I took the dryers apart. And the washers apart. I took the motherboard, the timers, from the washers and the dryers. Took those apart. Set those aside. I'm going to see if I can sell them on eBay later. I may have to update this from the 0 to 70. But So I'm going to see if I can sell those on eBay later. That's right. Timers and stuff. Because people don't make those old model washer and dryers anymore right but if you can get but they still cost five hundred dollars for a new washer and dryer that's each took the timers off took apart the dryer you ever lose stuff in the dryer and you're like oh i don't know what this is at oh my gosh okay so that's that's where i was going with this before I took them to the scrapyard. I got $38. $38 bucks for the metal price in the scrap bin. Okay. Not too bad for 15 minutes worth of work. Just go get them. Put them in a the scrap. Bada bing. Bada boom. All right. Took apart the dryers. Oh, out of one dryer. One dryer. I pulled $32 worth of change out of it. That's right. $32 worth of change out of this one dryer. Yeah. 32 bucks out of change. Plus the $38 I got for turning in the scrap metal. That's $70. Plus I don't even know what I'm going to get for the uh, you know, motherboards and that kind of stuff. So think about it. If you can do a little bit of work and... Hustle, right? Do some scrapping. Do it on a day. Take Get your kids involved. You never know what you'll find up. It helps clean up the environment. And it helps, you know, clean up your neighborhood. Right? But you're around here. It's a good thing. You know, you want your neighborhood to be clean. Helping out a neighbor, getting rid of this. But then you can make some extra money. And make some extra money again. 
So that's how I took $0, turned it into $70 with just a little bit of time and gas money. And tell you what, now I'm hooked. I'm looking for dryers all over. I'm looking for them because, man, even if you only get five bucks, a dryer taking it to, just, to the scrapyard, right? It's still worth it. I mean, it's just it's just like a treasure hunt. You never know what you can find old coins, you can find old keys, tools, you know, screwdriver bits, whatever. It's like a treasure hunt. Plus, you're cleaning up the environment, which is always a good thing. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Stay tuned for the next episode. Or I should say, yeah, stay tuned, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Keep watching. As always, be blessed. Have a great day.